Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Stephen Glicker, and in this week's show, the boys have, well, run out of base to explore, so they decide to go on a shopping spree, and they decide to upgrade the Sunrise Maiden. That's right, a lot of people have been asking for this, so we decided to record it and show you what it's like to make slash upgrade a starship in Starfinder. We go through the whole process from beginning to end. Hopefully you guys find this interesting. Do listen. So basically, for those who are interested, this is how it works. The first part of the adventure, they sort of wrap up the base, go through everything they're going to be doing, and it's sort of storytelling. And then the second part, we go through in detail how to take a ship and upgrade it from a Tier 1 to a Tier 6 starship. Now, there's a lot of technical details in this, and those of you who are not really interested in Starfinder might find this kind of boring. So I'm just telling you right now, although I know a lot of people have been asking me for this, like quite a bit, I was kind of stunned how many people. So I decided to put it in and show you what it's like. Now, one thing is that we actually use a program to do this because it's actually fairly complex. The program I use, you can find at jamesturneronline.net. And yeah, he has this fantastic Starship Builder. It actually has everything built in. You can even copy and paste out the JSON so you can save your Starship. It does all the math. It's great. And this also was great because we need to have five people build the Starship together. And they were all in different parts of the country. So this way we're all able to build it at the same time and figure out what's in there. Unfortunately, it doesn't have all the expansion stuff in there. It only has the core rules. But but it's still pretty great and it gives you an idea because building a starship is really complex and anyhow we're going to go through it you'll hear the whole discussion what the pluses and minuses are and how to actually build a ship and in this case they already had a sunrise maiden which was tier one and in this case it's going up to tier six but for all intents and purposes they're building a brand new tier six ship because i didn't make them like keep anything from the original tier one ship Oh, and one more thing, as for the PC GM tip, I'm going to talk a bit about, well, kind of this dungeon. What do you do when your PCs enter a dungeon that's already been looted? Like, how do you handle that? So I'm going to talk about that from a general point of view, as well as how it applied to these guys in this dungeon, because that's kind of what happened. With that, sit back and enjoy the show. Do we continue the search in this room? Chris Beamer is playing the Lashunta operative, Hiroji. Yeah, you can continue to search. And there was a dresser in the northwest corner that is locked. 
right, I say I need to take a little rest here while someone else can deal with that. So I take a 10-minute rest. Uh, I'm going to check that for traps really quick. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone, Cheddar. Sure. I'm going to um, use a resolve and get my stamina. Oh, yeah, I should take a 10-minute rest, too. You so. get you get all your for, stamina for Cheddar back if for nothing is all Oh, yeah, yeah. While they rest, while they're going to rest, I'm going to look at this room, at least so we can see what's going on up there. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. You guys are resting. This is going to be a uh, not me. I, fat I'll search. The, I thoroughly, I will thoroughly search this room. I'm in. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. You search the rest of the room, and obviously there was like a little bed and stuff under this, uh, this um, bed. Huh, little bed under the bed, and this was definitely the home of the pet Vilas that you violently killed. You killed someone's pet. How dare you? How dare you? Good. In fact, I, I can live with it. You look at the pet Velisk and it has a collar and a little tag on it. Is its name Fluffy? No, it says in Abyssal Rusty. <laughs> really? No, not yes. Rusty. No. You killed your namesake. Um. Uh, Rusty, I suggest you wear that for your uh, uh, outfit. Does Lobo? That's 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 perfect for you. As part of my disguise. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's I'm, I'm gonna actually put a little little marker on my my cultist disguise, which so far has never never come in handy. Um, you search the room. The only thing that appears to be worthwhile is that locked dresser. Looks like it can be opened by breaking or perhaps engineering to undo the lock. What room are you reading? What description? The room that Hiroji and Tuttle are in. So after we rest, I will assist Tuttle in his engineering to open it. And then I give him a plus two automatically. All right, I was going to assist as well, but 28. Sorry. That's fine. I didn't say that loud. Uh, you easily open it. <laughs> Inside you find a pair of injection gloves... Two doses of something, and that's it. That's so weird. Injection gloves. It sounds odd. You need to identify the stuff. With a mysticism? You know what? I don't know. I'm guessing it's some kind of poison or something nasty. Physical science? I'd say physical science, sure. Hmm. 24, Hiroji, you know what this is. I do. This is Insanity Mist. Mm. You know what Insanity Mist is? No idea. None whatsoever. That's the same stuff that affected you guys on the door. Oh, yeah, that. I think. Hold on, let me look it up. It's like what the Scarecrow used in Batman. (laughs) Insanity Mist, that's correct. Do you know how much Insanity Mist is worth? 100 credits. 4,000. Thousand credits per dose. Oh my god! Wow, how many doses? Two. But well, we can't sell it though, right? What do you mean we can't sell it? Sure, you can. We'd only get ten percent. Actually, yeah. Well, we'll you get two it's of not those. a weapon. It's eight hundred credits you would get back. Yeah, where you, where you can keep them. I say we keep them. Jerry rig a. Uh, what does it do exactly? Insanity mist. Let me look it up. 
injector gloves. I'm not sure what kind of weapon that is, but it's uh, there's a hypodermic needle in one of the uh, fingers. It started out as a, uh, a medical device, but you can introduce a, po- a dose of poison or you know something like that. So who can use it? Anyone? Anyone who doesn't have they have to use poisons. They have to. I mean, it's someone who doesn't have any. Uh, oh, insanity mist is horrible. Yeah, it will kill you. It can kill you in six rounds. Um, it's a poison inhaled. It's a save fortitude DC fifteen. It's on the wisdom track, and you have to do one save per round for six rounds. However, if you save, you are no longer affected. But what does it do while you're under the effects of it? Yeah, so unless somebody knows poisons, those gloves are not a weapon. It get, it just goes down the the wisdom poison track, which is healthy, weakened, impaired, confused, comatose, dead. So the first time oh, if you gotcha. inject someone with it and they fail their save, they're actually weakened. The very next round, if they failed again, they go impaired, then confused, and comatose, and dead. So it can kill you quick if you don't that's why it's like worth so much uh, so it's actually different than the mist that uh that hit you even though it's yeah it's it's, it's is it is it called mist or is it some other because it seems like you want to inject the mist. mist it's mist but it's um it's it's actually a dose that uh weaponized insanity mist that can be used in weapons with the injection special property that is what it is all right well let's store that for now that is all you find What's about this storeroom that I'm next to? Uh, the storeroom has got lots and lots of stuffs in there. There's three largely empty rows of shelves line the northeastern side of the wide room. Here and there, a drooping suit of armor hangs from its rack, suggesting that this room once provided storage of a more martial bent. You look here and see that there are quite a few shelves of armor uh any threats in the room no that's a good thing okay you guys had a locked dresser drawer or something like that did you go through that yes unlocked now that was what the the injections were okay i I missed that before we do that we didn't search this room that you're standing in that's correct let's search this room yeah the last room you search Ooh, mo rolls at 23 Mo finds something inside the pile of discarded dirty clothes on the floor. Oh, yeah, that's my favorite thing. You find a thin white plastic card. Crap. Okay. This is garbage, guys. There's nothing in here. He throws Let me it take on. a look at that. He throws it on the ground behind him and starts looking for weapons. Let me take a yeah. look at that. You just find dirty underwear. Is that an engineering kind of thing? Sure. I assist Dr. Tuttle. I know what this is. Whoa, 32. Whoa, yeah, you know what that is. Yeah, yeah. that's a security <laughs> card that was probably helpful to break into one of the several computers Yuri broke into. <laughs> In the first room. Makes sense, too, actually. Yeah, it's actually a free meal at uh, something with the punch card thing. That would be Skyline yeah, yeah. Chili. Well, you have to actually buy nine meals on the tenth time. Yeah, actually, it's yeah, crazy. it's tiny, t- nine little holes in it. Chili on top of spaghetti. Who thought that would be so delicious? 
no one. Skyline yeah. Chili does. Skyline uh, Chili does. I, I, I never yeah. said it was delicious. They thought it was delicious. Truth be told, it is not. It, it is. is. I, I don't some basically it. mediocre food. Anyway. It is, in fact, edible. Um, so I'm going to go into the room and search the room. Okay. Go into the room. Give me a perception check. I'm going in there, too. 16. It's a room. There's several suits of armor. 30. Okay. You find one, two, three, four, five, six, seven suits of armor. All of them broken. Mr. Hiroji finds a secret hidden panel. Wow. I, I look around to see if Rusty's watching me. He isn't. Hold on. Perception uh, check. Oh, you're you're far away. You're in the other room. Yeah, you're in the other room. Yeah, but I got a twenty-two. I might be able to notice you anyway. No, no, because it's actually all the way. Ah, no, you should. No, no, I it's can't right there. It's, I'm, it's I'm right there. It's next to Mo, though. <laughs> what is it? Uh it's a paddle. Appears to be locked. All right. Is this another engineering type thing? Yes, it is. Looks like a strength. I will assist Tuttle. Nope, you don't need to assist Tuttle. I got this. <laughs> All right, I'm just uh, assisting Tuttle there. 16 does not do it. All right, you better assist Tuttle. Uh, does the white card open it? You wave it in front, nothing happens. Okay. 29. Damn, 29. Mr. Tuttle walks right up to it and like presses the button and it opens right away. <laughs> Inside <laughs> is a sparkling suit. Completely decked out. In skulls, fangs, and other strange devourer sim- symbols. However, it appears to be a suit of heavy armor. Ooh. Oh, nice. Go get it. Dude, you can look badass. What is that kind of well, armor? Well, we got... Oh, hmm. Well, it depends on what it what is. What is it? Yeah. You look at it. You know what this is. It's golem forged plating... Three armor with jump jets installed, not broken. Oh my gosh. All right, that's uh, level seven. Level I'm, seven. I'm officially envious. That is AC. a plus 10 and a plus 12 to your armors. Yeah. Uh, Magnus of. Oh gosh, it doesn't hurt my defense bonus for de- armor check penalty. Oh, it was only minus two. Uh, speed adjustment only minus five, and it has two upgrade slots. One which is filled with a jump jet already. Oh, this wow. is awesome stuff! <gasps> okay, I'm doing the I'm doing the strip. It might be a little ripe in this room. Don't uh, worry about the curse. We're gonna yeah. all we're gonna all look like cultists. Oh, yes. That's... By the end of this, we are. Is it? Does it look cultist? Yeah, oh yeah, it's totally covered. Oh, it's that's, oh, that's even cooler. Decked out in skulls and chains. I said that. It's covered with skulls, fangs, and other strange devourers. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I am getting into Berserker mode. It may look here. a little weird in, uh, in Absalon Station, but. Well, I can just say... Yeah, you might want to keep some station wear for when we get back to town. Berserker. In addition, you notice around the area, you find a D-suit level one broken. 
another D suit level one broken. An S tech suit level two broken. Another S tech suit level two broken. A Kasatha microcord level two suit broken. A Kasatha microcord level two suit broken as well. A Yusoki refractor suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, refractor suit is quite good. What level is that? Level six, plus seven, really? plus seven. Huh? What is it? Uh, okay, is it broken. Broken. Let's create this one. Energy reflected foil. White armor is undeniably noticeable. Oh, that's the first thing I saw as well. It's undeniably noticeable. <laughs> So all these armors are level 5 and level 6. They're all broken. So you'd have to repair them all. But they're all... The D-suit alone is excellent. Not, not Everything the power else. armor. Oh, that's right. The power armor. It's not power armor. But yeah, now you got some, you got some heavy sweet, armor. sweet armor. No, that's good. We got a lot of armor options here. Oh, I'm never, ever buying equipment ever, ever again. All right. I'm searching the commodes. Oh yeah. Well, we'll, we'll last encounter. There we go. Yeah, let's nope, go. Last encounter. That's where the last robot is. One I piece. got the middle. I got the left. Oh, God, look at you guys. You're all like one, two, three, flush. And you try to blow up the pipes, and it doesn't work. Oh, um, I should throw a grenade down there. You throw a grenade. Which one? <laughs> I have a Mark One frag grenade. Why not? Oh, that is so nasty. Oh well, I'm not going to be around there. I don't want it on my nice armor. That's your nice for- armor that's covered when devour crap. Yeah, way, but it's better the than the is. stink of a commode. All of the armor. Your armor is covered in the last thing they sacrificed to their evil god. Well, that's better than the stink of the commode. All right, so I'm guessing nothing in these things, right? No, there's nothing in those things except chemical toilet stench. The rest How of the can they not put something in the commode? That's only something Seth does. Okay, so information and lessons that we've gotten out of this. Let's actually review. Uh, We've determined this cult worships an ancient elven soothsayer named Yara. We know that this base was attacked by a group of Yaxian rebels, the Corpse Corps, and everyone here is dead, and the robots were destroyed, which implies that the Corpse Corps actually won the fight. So they would have taken away anything useful here, right? Including, for instance, information about the this this weapon of stars. So it might have been that the the yeah, the corpse fleet was like maybe like a small extraction team that lost, but the cultists decided to get out of dodge to follow the prophecy, anyways. Possibly. I'm going to give you one uh, thing that you do know, just to modify what you found out. The only fighting that you saw in here was one of the Violisks was killed. Two, sorry, three of the security robots were killed. Yeah. And that's it. There was no and signs the security of... and the security system at the front killed a. There's uh, a traitor. Killed an Eoxian. True. Corp, yeah, I forgot about corp. that. Right. So. Oh wait, there's no bodies though. There's at no least right. One that body, was, which was the right. laser trap. Right, and that was a, it was the only reason it was there is because it was turned into pulp. There is no other evidence of any other creatures that were killed in this. Um, this area in the last couple weeks. So either these were hostage, someone took these uh, took these guys out of their armor and made them hostages, or uh, they turned into these things and went berserk. 
Well, I don't know about that. Or they abandoned this base, is the idea. Mm -hmm. uh, one possibility for figuring out where they went to is, well, maybe there is a witness to their abandoning this base, which might be the corpse corps. Well, we have a, actually the key card, don't we? Like that, that, that security card might get us into a computer that we haven't... Did we pass up any computers? One no. big one we still want to maybe get uh, give another try. The yeah, there was the, the one computer west. we couldn't do because, yeah. because I was I was confused at the time or something. Yeah, we have well, the uh, we have the, card the card key now. Yeah, no, that was the computer in the front that you disabled the traps and after. Oh right, we just confused. waited two hours and waited right. for it to be okay. Yes, no, I mean the, the one to the, the far big, west that was actually physically. I think damaged. that was damaged. that one. You got all the you got all the data from. All you right. know that you've gotten all the data from all the computers in this area. And that you've searched thoroughly every room in this area. We should leave. Okay, so we can head back to Absalom and turn in all information to, you know, our Eoxian masters. Or we can ask around pirates in this area and see if there's actually been signs of the Corpse Corps. Because that is our next breadcrumb. Is that they yeah, we kind of lost their trail a little bit here. But the Corpse Corps may have actually known where they went. They were, they're, 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 they're a clue, is all I'm going to take you out of that. Okay. Uh, well, let's do that. Let's go. Let's bug out. So I guess we take all the loots, right? And then yeah. uh, I'm going to take another trophy of the head of a robot as well. Oh, of course. <laughs> well, the V-Loss. That's a heavy, heavy uh, trophy. Yeah. Well, so is all these, like, 10 suits of armor and stuff. It's, well, it's a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah, well, uh, it's low gravity. gravity. Oh! oh! That's right. <laughs> You're lucky that's low gravity. Oh! Hey, here we go. Woohoo! Just throwing it, bouncing it across <laughs> the surface. We're, we're ants. We're, no, we're what? Fleas? Fleas carry like their... We, sh we, sh we should have a uh, like some kind of cart that's an electric that can follow us, and we just load it up with gear. Well, like, that's I'm gonna cheddar. I'm going to craft that. What are you it's talking cheddar. about? That's cheddar. Yeah, it is. It's, we have uh, one of those. Yeah. Cheddar can't hold as much. Like something that's actual function you, you is that. You want to hitch on him. That's what you want. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> cheddar is 18 oh, yeah, haul. There's a up. mod for a cargo rack so that he can carry more stuff. I like uh, that uh, mod. It's kind of like the equivalent of ant haul where he can haul more than his strength. <laughs> I like it. All right. Do we, can we make we it go. back to the ship or did we lose our ship? Uh, when we get back to our ship, uh, can I see if we can contact our friends, the pirates that we bonded with on the way in? Yes. Send them a message and say, hey, have you seen any Yaxian rebels anywhere around? We actually want to return something to them. Okay. You exit this area. You trudge along the asteroid. You go back to your wonderful ship. And that was. It's also very late in the day. That was a full, full day of work. Well, that's yeah. what I was saying. It's yeah. my plan was contact our friends. Um, you mean your friend? My friend, yes. Okay, do, we're very you, close. Are you, are you calling her? Giving her a call because let's be honest, she's a local contact. I, I don't want to sound, you know, a little like clingy or anything, but we need some info. She, uh, you, you ring her. Well, it takes a little while, but she gets through. She picks up and she's like, "Oh, hey, Smoky Eyes, what's up?" Uh, look, babe, you're, you're, you're stifling me. Um, uh, we're looking to see if we, you happen to know anything about some Yaxian rebels. We actually ran across some of their property and we'd love to return it to them. And that's not a euphemism, actually. That's the point. Yaxian rebels? What are you guys talking about? Why would you want to return something to Yaxians? Oh, the corpse squad. What are they called? I can't remember. The corpse corpse. The corpse fleet. Corpse core. Corpse core. 
Why would you want to return something to them? They they hate all life. They'd kill you on sight. We avoid them whenever possible. Well, yeah, you're you understand how things are in the real world. You deal with who you need to deal with. This is how you get by. True, true. Although you do know there's no breathable atmosphere in any of their ships. However, yes, we did see a couple of those bone ships. If you remember, they're the ones that caused all that damage. They attacked us once too. Yeah, they weren't very friendly. I was wondering, though, if you know any that might have been nearby here about one week ago. Hmm. As I said, I don't know much about EOX or the Corpse Fleet or why they were even interested in the Field of the Lost. However, uh, yes, uh, those bone ships are consistent with those that we saw, uh, you know, recently in this area near this uh, this base here. Uh, any chance you saw a direction they may have headed off to or know anyone who might have known? Yes, yes. Uh, they uh, were... Going towards the drift beacon, that is one thing I did notice. That's when they uh, ambushed us, is when they were leaving. Well, in that case, we're going to have to have some words with them after we engage in some business. I understand that. That's fine. Yes, yes. But, you know, honey, they're they're long gone. We They could be anywhere at this point. Hmm. Uh, you wouldn't happen to have, like, sort of a ship signature for them, in case we happen to run across them again? No, no, no. These are bone ships. They don't have... They do everything in their power to be um, undetectable, so... That would be like trying to say, find me a stealth ship. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, if I'm ever in the area again, uh, we'll have to get coffee or something. Oh, don't worry. I'll find you. All righty. <laughs> um, is it too late to... Uh, how far are we from Absalon? I'd have to look again. I forgot. It's like um, it's using the drift engine. So no, it's I think on our last days. random number, we actually got it in one day. But it, yeah, it could be I a I thought we were pretty close. Yeah. You're, it's always... It's a couple of days. Nothing is, it's sort of like distance is, by the way, so this is fascinating. Distance doesn't mean anything in Starfinder. Do you know how in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it was the number of jumps to get somewhere? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's the yeah. exact same thing in Starfinder. It's the number of jump beacons it takes to get somewhere. Well, all right, I, I'm going to do 50 jumps all at once. Well, that's not advisable. So, yeah, I mean, I would say you can call your contact. You can go back to Absalon. She wasn't the contact? No, um, Chessex. I think we should call Chessex. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I Don't we have point. to re-outfit our ship at some point? No. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You can bring it back to Absalon and uh, re-outfit it. That is correct. Well, let's call Chessex. That's, that's let our fingers do the walking first. I mean, he might say, get that computer on the thing by any means necessary or something like that, rather than... Do you guys not agree? Or Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's a good start. Or maybe he knows how to get a hold of the corpse fleet or something. We, we, sub- we call up Chessex and submit a report. Yeah, like, honestly, it's been so long I cannot even imagine remembering what what the the original mission out here was? I have no idea. <laughs> the original we are tracking the sort the signal from Castrovel from this asteroid. The sig- yeah, the yeah, signal from Castrovel came to this asteroid. Right. Oh man, the signal. So someone yeah. on that planet sent it to this asteroid. Yeah, the big bad guy Tahoe Man. Tahoe yeah. Man sent a signal to this asteroid. All right, Chessex, 
That he would know. He'd figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll call. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're, that. We're, we're we're going back to the quest giver. We're gonna, okay. You know, yeah. we're gonna hand in our quest. Put 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 him on the horn. So you contact Chessex. There is a slight delay because of drift travel. So it's sort of like it's like the Martian. You got to wait a couple of minutes to go back and forth between messages. So what do you say to him as you contact him? Uh, I'm guessing it's that we can't just say we tell him everything. You can do that. You can you can just yeah, let's just do that. Tell him everything. I absolutely trust him. But we should tell him in code using hexadecimal as as little, you know. I speak like the Martian, like he said. Hexadecimal is not an inherently evil language. I'm not so sure if Roji speaks it. Yeah, he doesn't. Well, he's actually the original language was an abyssal, and then you converted it to hexadecimal. Yeah, you'll you'll need an engineer to do that. I'm right here. So it's hexabyssal. Got it. Hexabyssal. I like that. I'll pick up a copy of Abyssal for Dummies. Even better. <laughs> you send him a complete report. It actually takes a bit of time for you to get the answer back. And he says, Oh, greetings, my friends. It is a grave matter indeed that the corpse late seeds and so intent on keeping you from the cult of devourers trail wait a grave matter for the corpse fleet <laughs> <laughs> exactly although that's uh you you, you say that to yourself because six great. minutes later you hear back exactly exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> he says let's let's discuss this in person let me see what i can learn from the oxygen delegation come back to uh, Absalon Station and uh, we'll do a full debrief. And also while we're here, we can quickly upgrade your ship. We have our bay already and we can quickly upgrade you to a tier six starship. That sounds nice. good. That, that doesn't sound like it sucks. I can, right. pilot, I can pilot that. I'm a crack crackerjack pilot. Well, you guys are forgetting. I already upgraded our sh- ship. You, re- you remember, right? Nope. Not really, no. Just the last last play session. We're putting the head of the creature on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, that, a that decoration. Is I have forgotten that. That's right. It goes yeah. with my armor. <laughs> Can we paint blood on the sides and go full on Reaver now? Sure. So something is going to happen between now and then. But before we do that, I'm actually going to go a little out of order. Because I don't want to start that yet because that might take a while. So let's do this in the backwards order since we do have half an hour and we might as well get started let us start building your new starship i sent you a link in discord if you want to click on that link build and level up starships for your starfinder rpg game by paizo incorporated create ships from scratch to customize sample ships from the core rulebook it's quick and easy i like that so tier six, this is how it basically works. It's very much like Master of Orion or any of those games we've played. You have 155 starship build points. You can, there's basically two things you have to keep in mind. The starship build points, all the equipment costs certain amounts of build points, as well as the power core. So weapons and other equipment use power. So you have to balance between the two to figure out what you want. Like, yes, you can get some awesome weapons, but they might use so much power 
that you can't actually use them and then you don't have enough build points. In addition, you can change the chassis of your ship. Right now is an explorer type, it's the frame. There's a couple of others, but lots of them have minimum crew requirements. And once you start getting really past explorer, although like things like, oh, I don't know, dreadnoughts and battleships would be awesome. A dreadnought mean, needs a minimum crew of 125 and also it costs 200 build points, so you couldn't do that. Um, so you need to keep in mind that you probably can't use anything more than like an explorer. Maybe a destroyer actually has a minimum crew of six, so you can't even use a destroyer. You can use... Can we hire a crew? Well, if we each nah. build like 37 new characters, we'll be pretty much set. Yeah, you're right. So it's probably going to be an explorer, but because it's tier six, you actually get extra hit points and stuff. So if you want to go through this and just figure out what you want, I can go through all of these. I also sent you another link that lists all the equipment. But basically, the first thing you do is you put in the tier using this online tool we're using. So it gives you 155 build points. Then you choose your frame. Then you usually choose your power core. The power core will determine how much power you have for your shields, as well as how much power you have for weapons and anything else that uses power. You then choose your thrusters. The thrusters will determine your speed and how much power you have. So, like, you what's, know, where's this tool that you said? The JamesTurnerOnline.net. Oh, oh that one. That okay. There's right. three links. In addition, you can choose armor. Armor just gives you bonuses to your AC. Computers. Computers is the one that gives you the pluses to your rolls, and you can get more pluses or higher pluses. Crew quarters, which are common, good, and luxurious. Defensive countermeasures, which helps with your target lock for missiles. Drift engine, which you don't really have to worry about. It. You either have one or you don't, but you can also it's like how fast you go in the drift. Expansion bays are fascinating because there's things like medical bays, science labs that will give you bonuses um lifeboats <laughs> escape pods um things like that you might want to have there's also like smuggler compartments but recreation suite now you have some of these already on your current ship but some of these are quite nice like for instance the science lab and medical bay is probably pretty good to have there's also security that's hacking there's anti-personal weapons. That one you probably don't have to worry about too much because that's sort of like if you're on the... That's really not going to come up. I'm going to tell you right now, so don't worry about that. Self-destruct. Sensors is important because sensors is how far you can actually sense other ships. It's actually not that far. Shield. Uh, weapon mounts, which of course is one of the more important things. The weapon mounts will use up your power core units and your build points. And that's about it. There's some other things here and there, but that's the basics. And you go through it and you build it in a sort of balance act between, you know, utility and function versus power and, you know, just defense and offense. And you can put things in and make it more like a science ship, but that uses power to make it have better sensors and scanners and equipment. But then you lose some, you know, you're going to probably lose some weapons. So you can make it really strong, but then you're going to lose some of the sensors. So you have to figure out how you want to build your ship. Well, what do you guys think the general philosophy should be? Well, one thing I noticed is these 
many of our weapons on this ship are crap. Like those, all the lasers, all, anything that's not a turret, we should probably replace with something better. Because the turret was really good. The other ones were really, really bad. Those forward firing lasers. Yeah, the forward firing, those, those have got to go. Yeah, the 1d8 gyro laser other than yeah um so i would be in favor of that now we have only a crew of four so i don't recommend getting more than one or two uh well two two is maximum for guns and i think instead of maneuverability we just have guns that shoot from any every angle yeah like two good turret guns yeah that that can just yeah, cover the rear, cover the... And missiles. Know. I think missiles, too. Now, keep in mind, the thing with turrets is you don't want to go all turrets because whenever you get hit by a crit, turret is every, every facing. So if you get any weapon critted, it hits your turret, always. If it hits your rear and you don't have rear weapons, your turret gets hit. So you're always going to get hit when your weapons like turrets the good thing is they work any direction the bad news is they always take damage always. so we should have a weapon there even if it's just to eat the occasional crit yeah it seems like it well it's more like the backup weapon because if the turret goes so imagine you have weapon in the forward and none in the aft if you get hit in the aft twice there goes your turret but at least your other weapons are totally untouched i mean honestly we should put our all our weapons in aft because we're always being followed from these goddamn guys. We, we can't. We can never outmaneuver these guys. Uh, almost no, like that's, a trap. That's right. I'm a great pilot. I can. I can. Jeez. <sighs> I think. Uh, we, okay. I think, so this yeah, looks very. This actually looks very fun. complicated. Like, aren't missiles like really expensive though? Like missiles that are very good, and they're very powerful. There's a couple problems with them. One, there's anti-missile batteries, which will just destroy them. Just like, you know, real life. The other thing is, but they do lock on. So what happens is you shoot them and then they have their own movement and they actually have to move towards the target. But if they miss, they miss. So they actually have to, you you use them and then they can miss. And if there's anti-missile um, technology, they're just destroyed. So it's, a, again, it's, a, it's one of the good things is they're very powerful. The bad thing is you know, can't have a lot of them. And they can be destroyed with anti-missile, um, you know, deterrence. I'm feeling like more shields would certainly be a good thing. Can't go wrong with shields. Yeah, that's probably. Yep. Yeah, that's a good call. I want shields, hull, weapons, missiles, luxury on, quarters, defense. On the computer, um, when they, when they talk about the number of nodes. What does that does that imply? What that multiple people could use the computer at the same time, or is that something else? Yeah. So the nodes are. Hold on a sec. I'll show you. Because the tier says what plus you get, but the nodes was uh, I was finding a little bit confusing. Yeah. Basically, all it is mono node is a plus one, duo node is two plus ones, tri node is three plus ones, terra node is four plus ones. So it's just four of them. Um, multiplied by the number of nodes so all it is is so if you get a mark two tri node you get three plus twos things like that and it uses um the nodes oh, okay oh yeah. okay right how many times you can use it per round right yeah. so the nodes is nodes is how many times you get to use it per round and right. the 
and the and the tier the mark. Is what, what? Okay, got it. Mark is the, so like a Mark three trianode is three plus threes. A Mark six duo node would be two plus sixes. Well, it would make no sense to go above a quad node then, because there's only four of us anyway, so we can't do. There's nothing it. above quad. Doesn't go. Oh, there's okay. no such thing. It only goes to Terra node, and that's it. And actually, at the higher ones, there, it doesn't even go that high. Like it becomes less and less. They get very expensive, and they use energy. Like the computers use yeah, both is. build and energy. And things are interesting. So, for example, like a Mark III mononode, which is a plus three, is cheaper than a Mark II trinode. So, one plus three is less expensive than three plus twos. So, it's not like a one to one. In fact, the Mark IV mononode, which is one plus four, is not even that expensive. So you can either give lots of people low pluses or just one or two people really high pluses. How many build points do we have? 155. 155, and I think our original ship was like 90 if when it came out of the box. So I think we have about 60 points of kind of upgraded room. Jason, would you think, would you agree with that for the the bonuses? Giving a couple By people... By the way, you, you can completely redo the ship. Um, You can... For all intents and purposes, you don't have to worry about. It's us. I mean, this is a little I, I more meant that as a co in a comparative yeah. set. Than, oh, okay, than, yeah, like a meta game. It's not like a character where you're just upgrading it. I'm giving you the opportunity to kind of go crazy and like you rebuild your ship. And you're probably not going to go past explorer class anyhow because I looked at the other ones aren't that great, and you don't even have enough crew for it. So explorer is probably what you would stick with, um, and. It's also the best bang for buck. Like it's so the, so the total number of points we have is how many? We have 155 build points to work with. Okay. Just as a comparison, the original Sunrise Maiden was about 90. It was 95. Yeah. Because like you know, some of these things are I feel are not not so good. Like the um, there's like a a holodeck. Like that's kind of useless. Like right. Well, then, how would you kill imaginary Ferengi? Yeah, no, we'd like make that into like a med bay or something. Like, there's like, yeah, holodeck's gone. No, it's too Star Trek. Get rid of it. Like whatever that is, an entertainment deck, and like all of these pods here. What's that? I'm just looking at our ship currently. There's pods here. Those are those escape pods, or are they? Yes. Oh uh, yeah, that's probably want I kind of want those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pods. yeah, that's gonna be the end of one of our adventures, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, these big cargo bays are good but maybe we could put something better in those rooms well i was thinking uh, we could how it works we can wildly expand the captain's cabin to make it a little more luxurious <laughs> there is an option for that actually yeah i that's what i, I want to i think we should actually consider that There's i actually else, am in favor meeting, of luxurious cabins all around well no 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 hear me out it's mostly just the captain's cabin because if you're yeah. meeting foreign dignitaries you want to have an impressive room to have them come to so just building uh, up the captain's cabin is for the good of all of us and of that's course more of an honorary I'm, title I'm the yeah yeah really more of an official title but sure i see what you're saying you know what i, I i'd be i vote for the captain's cabin too that that's a convincing argument but you know the way it works is all of them it's either all luxurious or none luxurious oh it's very all cheap right, to have fine. that, but it's, not, it's so not necessary. Uh, it's better than the holodeck. Holodeck is, is kind of stupid. Uh, this, is gonna, this, is gonna, this is going to take a very long time to do. Well, 
Well, it's gonna take a while, but I wanted to get the ball started. Yeah, let's yeah. let's start, start let's start spending points. Okay, so let's. All right, we've upgraded the captains. Uh, the or all the cabins. Uh, all right. Shields, we've upgraded. Right. To what? To shields. Yeah. Well, the yeah. first thing you should go in the steps they go. So you should go in the steps they provide here. So tier six, frame. We'll just say explore for now. Power core, up to you. I was playing around a little bit with the power core, and I felt like we probably ought to need to be at least at 200 to afford whatever upgrades we're going to go with. So the pulse, the pulse blue sure. is blue. I was just Why not? Kind of, no, I was just, I mean, I was just, I didn't get a lot of chance to muck around with this, but I was mucking around with it a little bit, and it felt like as I started adding things, we were pushing up towards 200 fairly quickly. What kind oh, of let's, our, uh, power budget? Let's do that, and if we have too much power, then yeah. We can always back it back down. What about thrusters? What do we, what do we have currently? You have an M10, which moves you 10, you know. Um, I vote we segments. do not actually... No, we, 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 yeah, just keep them at M10. Yeah, keep them as... We, currently have for we armor. will never outrun any ship, ever. That's a total medicating decision, but... What do we have for armor now? You had a Mark, Mark three, III, originally Mark three. I'll get Mark five for now, just for shits and giggles. What kind of computer did we have? You had a Mark one duo node. What kind of computer would we Two like? Two plus ones is what you had. I bumped it. I just screwing around. I bumped it up to a Mark III tri node, but I'm not sure three. I'm not sure we need a tri node. Maybe so. Maybe like a. What's Mark a tr what does that mean? Tri node. It means you can give a plus three to three different people. The tri. The tri node. The nodes is how many people you can give the bonus to. Yeah, I would say do a node. I would. I tri nodes a little over the top. Okay, how about a Mark IV Dua node, which is two plus fours? Yeah, yeah. That's 25 power. That's like a 25 power. More expensive. Yeah. That's more expensive. It uses 32 yeah. build points, by the way. All right, well, we can bump, let's try it. If we want to bump it down to a Mark III Duo node, that's 20, that's 20 uh, energy and 18 build points. Okay, I put that. Crew, common, crew quarters, what were they? They were good. I would keep it good because it's a waste. Uh, it's a waste. Luxurious. It's it's cheap. It's five. It, okay. And in fact, luxurious. even good costs two. So I mean, it's only an upgrade of three. Yes. It's three yeah. build points to nice. make to give everyone nice quarters. We'll make Haraji happy. We'll go to luxurious. Defensive countermeasures. Do we have any? Nah, I don't think we need any of these. Maybe uh, uh, does this include the anti-missile system? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Technically, we, we have Mark Three. Uh, so let's keep that in there for now. Um, drift engine. What do we have? We have the signal basic, which is like the entry level drift engine. I'm not sure what advantage the different drift engines give you. Yeah, I'm not an engine person. Speed and time. No, nah, no. Nah. I'm happy with basic, but that's my vote. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see what we so far. Okay. So expansion let's stick bays. With the, yeah, let's stick. What do we have for expansion bays right now? You currently have. Two cargo holds, one escape pod, and one recreational suite. All right, so uh, I'm going to put that in for now, and let's see what that does. We have a two, one escape pods, and one recreational. HAC, yeah. Okay, that can be the first to go, I think, right? Yeah, it's the, totally the recreational like, we don't need. This is a Klingon vessel. So we just, escape, you know, yeah, the escape pods, I worry that we might want to 
What's the advantage of medical bay? I feel like we need a medical bay. Yeah, let's. Yeah. Actually, no, we got the med kit. We have that super advanced med kit. Medical bay functions as a medical lab. Hmm. I, I, I still like our med kit. That, that, that covers so many of our bases. There's something called launch tubes. I wonder what those. Torpedoes? A medical lab is worth 7,000 credits, by the way. Medical lab contains beds, diagnostic equipment, sensors, and tools, and even a small surgical theater. Medical lab is not generally portable unless it's inside a starship. It allows you to treat up to three patients at once, and you can use treat deadly wounds task of the medicine skill twice per day on each patient. Otherwise, it functions as an advanced medical kit. Yeah, we, we have that. What tier is this ship again? Tier six. The other thing is the science lab, which contains scientific apparatus and other laboratory equipment and aid in the research of certain topics. General science lab gives you a plus one bonus to life science and physical science checks. Um, life, a, science, a life science lab gives you a plus two bonus. A physical science lab gives you, yeah, it's basically, that's it just gives you bonuses for science. I'm not against a break. There's also a tech workshop, which allows you to craft. Yeah, break sounds fun. I mean, if any of the crew break the rules. I mean, I think we need one cargo hold, probably, right? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, but right now, we got a brig. Right now we got a brig, escape pod, cargo hold. What else? Well, we can have none as well. What, 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 what are launch tubes? The brig can hold up to eight creatures. What are launch tubes? Hold on. I like the brig. I like smuggler compartment DC 50. Uh, I like smuggler compartment a lot. So we have cargo hold, escape pod, brig, and something, right? Right. Launch tubes are designed to fit on medium and large vessels. These tubes allow a ship to carry a single smaller vessel that can be launched at the start of the helm phase. Oh, we the vipers. Launch the vipers. Set condition one. You can launch one tidy starship. So you can literally. Really? Yeah, you can actually launch. This could be a mothership. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. You can actually, like, there are. There's, like, remember that ship you that fought you? Like, that little one, that very first combat, Clara's ship? That Problem would be inside is, a launch. Like, who's going to. Like, yeah, we don't that's, have enough people. We're already short. Yeah, you don't have enough shield points. That's another ship. It does, yeah, it sounds cool, but it's not really applicable to what we're doing. It's a hive bay. Do we have uh, none as an option? That saves us some. Yes. Yeah. Let's yeah. do. I mean, do you guys you mind have a that? Part of hold and escape pods right now. I feel like we should have something because there's a lot of things here. Well, I mean, we got a whole what's, 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 what's a power cord housing? That's like a. It's something about a spare power core. Expansion for an additional power core, which has to be purchased separately, and the associated wiring and safety apparatus. The power core is if your ship gets. Remember what happened to the pirate ship that you saved? That's who needed a spare power core so that she doesn't get stranded in space. Basically, if you lose a battle, it will significantly reduce the time and make it so that you can actually get home without having to limp home. 
because if you lose in battle and can't repair your ship, then it could take you weeks or months to get back. That, that could be a good thing, but I'm guessing power cord costs money. Core, but yes, it does cost money. Well, I'm going to put none for now. We can go back to that. Security, we use none. Anti-personal weapon, whatever, what's that? None, right? None, you don't need it. It's just a gun. It's like a gun that shoots people. Is that for like uh, on planet or something? Yeah, it's on a planet. Oh, uh, no. Self-destruct system. Hmm. That's free. No, it's yeah. actually no, it's not. Let's. Oh, it costs fifteen build points. Mm. Yeah, each cargo, each cargo hold can hold twenty-five tons of stuff. So I mean, so right, so we don't, we don't really, really need two need of those. Two. I don't think. Um, self-destruct system. I like that. All right, what sensors do we currently have? Cut rate. Basic, medium range. Nah, we want. Uh, I would say. These sealed environment chambers kind of neat. It's like a it's like a quarantine zone where you can set up an environment for like a special visitor or holding an alien. That's kind of ah, he's the captain's quarters for that. It's not it's a kind of an edge case in terms of usefulness, but I think uh, it, better Jason, you know uh, sensors? sensors better than anyone else. What, what, I think we need range? good sensors. And like yeah, basic long range is not that expensive. Hold on just a second. I'm reading up on the sensors a little bit. Um, okay, so budget basic and advanced is plus is like plus zero, plus two, plus four modifier. And so it wouldn't hurt to have good sensors. Right now we have basic medium range, right? Do we? I believe so. Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, that's pretty high on the list. Let's... Uh... Long range? Yeah, let's go basic long range. See what it's ten. It's not bad, but that's a pretty core system. Shield. Shield. What kind of shield is what we, we want? You have light. I think 60. we had sixty. Yeah, light sixty. I was want, screwing around and bumped it up to ninety, but I, I'm looking good. more in the range of medium one sixty. Uh, I think. Well, we have aft. So, uh, I, I more shields is great, and you get faster regen when you go up. I'm thinking more like medium two hundred. Well, hold on. We What's can actually medium and heavy. Let's be more efficient with that because we've got. Look at the shields by position. Are those all? Oh, is that this? Split it just divides ways? it by four. Yeah, the number. So I'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna, for now, I'm going to put medium can, 160 just because shields are good. I like shields. However, we can actually modify. Yeah, we can. We can mess with them in a fight. The medium versus the light and basic right, is well, the regen. The regen the is better. Oh, maybe. shoot. We got to save money for weapons. I forgot. Tactical uh, nuclear missile launcher. All right. Well, right not... now, right now, I'm, I mean, I might have missed something, but right now I'm at 148 build points. I'm at 123. Oh, oh wait. I'm at, I must... I'm at 111. <laughs> well, no, because you probably have, I like have the Sunrise Maiden pre-built in there, so it already put its weapons in and stuff. And in fairness, I started screwing around before we did this, so I might have some changes in there that you guys didn't. Like that, I did it differently than you. How about uh, what's a data net? What is that? Sure, we have data net. I'm adding that cost. It cost hive joining. I don't know what that is. Sounds weird. Yeah, that's that's not our way. Man, weapons are. Oh my god, weapons are a huge decision. Yeah, I think we should probably. I think we should maybe save that for next time because that's because we're gonna have to actually scale back a lot of stuff to even get weapons because. 
like the yeah, shield. Yeah, I think the first pass is like Christmas list, and then we start getting real. Yeah, we're halfway. We we're afford. halfway through these systems. Well, main, mainly it's weapons and hull. I think we didn't do hull somewhere. That's what's hull give us. I'd rather put stuff into shields than hull. You, you need both, though. Yeah. Oh my god, there's so much. Uh, I don't even see hull on the list. I thought that was a thing. Hull's all the way at the top. I'm doing a search for hull. It doesn't it's show frame. anything. It's called frame. It's I think that frame. you get different hull by changing the frame from Explorer to something else. Well, that's kind of at the top. Frame's at the beginning. I thought you could add armor, though. Armor. There is armor. Right? Mark V armor is what we had. Well, the frame gives you basics, and then the um, that gives you hit points, and then the armor will determine your 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 armor to get hit, your AC, right. and then there's the other one for your target lock, which is for missiles. So you can have really good armor and really bad, you know, TL. Shields, for, yeah. yeah. So it's not even shields; it's just for the missiles. Uh, do you guys object? to our port and starboard uh, diverting 10 each to the uh, aft for our shields. I say go for it. I don't think you can... I don't think... I think every fight it starts out even. I don't think you can custom do the shields like that. Or can you? I don't know. You can custom do no, the shields whatever you want. Why yes. don't you figure out what weapons you want? Because you guys are going to go way over your build points and your power points. All right, so let's go with. Um, we only want two weapons. Let's do for a turret. Let's not get crazy. Let's go to laser net. On the other hand, the turret is the one thing that oh, fires all four firing, quadrants. Yeah, and we were at the light. We were at the light particle beam before. All right, let's stay at light particle beam. I mean, just for the sake that we're we're out of points. Light particle beam. Yeah, you have one hundred and thirty-three points. I seem to recall we used to have the gyro laser up front, which is 1d8. Might want to beef that up a little bit. Well, but yeah, 2d6 laser net, that that build points. Boy, that's triple. Okay, yeah, let's go laser net. Starboard arc. How do we arc. feel about the mining laser instead of the gyro laser? It's only three more build points. There's only two more build points, but it goes from 1d8 to 2d6. I like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I wonder you know, why. Yeah, I want to look them up. What's like the a laser, laser net might do things. Like it's, uh, It might not be a straight weapon, by the way. Yeah, right, yeah. All right. So how would we look it up? In the rule book. It's like Core? Starship. Core rule book? Yeah, the Starship section, I think, has some descriptions of the weapons. There, there are some like things about what range they have. It's short stuff. range. Laser net is short range, 2d6. PCO, it's fine. Okay. Uh, if it doesn't have anything special, then it's just a regular weapon. It just might have a weird name. And what was the other one that you guys were looking at? Gyro laser? I think the gyro laser is what we have no, now. No, no, no. You said uh, something else. 2D6. What, was two... what else was 2D6? It was cheaper. The laser net is 2D6. But it is the one you wanted? The mining laser. That's what you wanted. Mining laser. I don't see it. No, it's not here. Oh, it has a special ability called burrowing. Yeah, the mining laser was the thing I was looking at for the front. Oh, laser net does have a thing called point. Uh, the laser net is actually a point, and I think that's used for defensive missiles. Yeah, anything with burrowing can slice 
this is a special weapon that is a highly focused beam of energy that can slice through shields with ease. And always short range. You cannot fire you can't fire targets out of short range at all. But when that, a burrowing weapon hits yeah. its shield, it's it, you apply half its damage to the shield and the other half goes to the hit points. So it's good, but it's only short range. So it's only five squares and that's it, nothing else. Yeah, I, I I think we should just do laser nets. And point, well, laser nets also can't be fired against targets outside the first range increment. So there. Where does it mm. say that? Well, it's a special ability. It's called point. So if you look under oh. the table of the weapons, you have to look under special ability. And then it has point 10, a weapon with this. So it's basically the name of the weapon and then the special ability. Some of them are limited fire. Some are malign. Some are rippers. Some are tractor beams. This one's a point weapon. And the weapon, the this is how this works, is you can use it to also shoot down incoming missiles. So you can use it as a weapon, but only within five. And then you can shoot incoming missiles as well with it. So again, anything with a weird name is going to probably have one of these properties. I think we should just get run-of-the-mill. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at other stuff. <laughs> Oh, oh, rail gun. Oh, right here, like a coil gun. Oh, that's normal, dude. Gyro weapons. laser. That's awesome. <laughs> light laser cannon, light particle beam, light plasma. Those are all normal. Let's get a couple of rail guns. They're fifteen instead of nine build points, but they're freaking beyond awesome. Eight D four damage. That should be. That's better than our freaking uh, turret. turret. Yeah, I like rail gun. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 we're going with that. All right. Oh, but that's not a turret option. No, we have to put it as a railgun on all sides of the ship. Yeah, that's way more than what we have. <laughs> in fact, it doesn't show up in the options. I don't see railgun here. Because it's a heavy weapon. You can only use light weapons. Oh, then we won't put that there. That makes sense. There's all these different weapons, like there's capital ship weapons, like the mass driver that does 2d6 times 10, and the particle beam cannon, <laughs> super laser, super master, the vortex cannon. It's basically the wave motion cannon from Star Blazers. And uh, yeah, that, that, goes on tri that goes on capital ships. Okay, so we're not going to get anything good from these light weapons. How do I install my oscillating overthruster? Oh, heavy weapons are based on the size of the starship. So yeah, so we're not gonna we're, we're, we have we're to be a medium. Light. We'd have to be a medium-sized starship. Like if you look, look at this page, on. weapon mount light. That's what we can do. So I think maybe a flak thrower on each side, and then flak throwers are just short range and just shoot ten missiles. They're they're all short range though. I mean, but they can't shoot past short range. You should get a flak thrower. Your old ship had a flak thrower in the aft. Yeah, like one flak throw is good because it shoots down missiles, but it can't be really used. Okay, let's go. Yeah, shoots down missiles. I think we, I think we want to kind of go with like minimal weapons on the sides because we almost never fire our side weapons, but we want to have something there just in case. And yeah, I agree. Keep the flak thrower in the back, and then if we're looking at upgrading, upgrade either the forward weapon or the turret because those seem to be the ones we use most. Okay, so the coil gun. Uh, a gyro laser 
Freaking the front gyro laser is kind of wussy. That seems like a prime well, candidate to upgrade. Well, dude, uh, yeah, we're trying to save, not like for, for, for. I'm talking about the side ones, like the star. Oh, star so side one, yeah. I mean, go with the gyro laser on each side. Three build points, nothing. Okay, gyro laser on the starboard and port. You can have more guns than just one, by the way, per yeah. side. On the oh, front, what are you really? going to use for your front? Oh, yeah, you can keep forward adding. arc. Yeah, okay, you can forward arc is light as um, light laser cannon, light particle beam, light particle beams, 3d6. Yeah, let's go with that light particle beam. Go and then your 10. turret, you can also make that a light particle beam. You're at 149 out of 155. You're still doing okay. You're not bad, not bad. Okay, yeah, light. Do we have our flak thrower for the aft? Uh, we have a gyro. Um, yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Yes, we do. I I have a. Uh, I got us at one one fifty seven. Yeah, flak thrower gets you to one fifty seven, so you're a little bit over. So well, if you use that, so you have a light particle beam on the front, gyro lasers on the side, flak thrower on the back, and then we need the, some other kind of weapon on the back though. And then you Could have we light. Take our light shields particle. down just a yeah, little we'll bit. Take, yeah, we'll take something else down. We got a lot of stuff like thrusters. We really don't need that much. Well, you do because that's your speed. So if you bring it down yeah. to an M8, then you only go eight. Yeah, you want that's... you want more than that, yeah? You want? I you feel want... like maybe we overdid our shields a little bit. Okay. No, You're actually going... you can even bring down your just... power core a little. I think. I was gonna it's say 100... even if we just step down to 140 shields, we have uh, we get that brings us to 155 exactly. Or if you bring down your power core to 175, pulse red. That gets you at 154, and you can keep your shields as is. Yeah, let's do There you that. go. I like my shields as is. So we have some more points we can vet. Maybe we can upgrade our... You have uh, one app. point. You have one oh. build point. All right. Well, let's see. Captain's Lounge. No, we can upgra upgrade my room. You see, the Captain's Room is where we're going to actually meet with heads of state, and it should be luxurious. That's what I, I gave you guys right now. I just posted All it. Right. Pretty let's, decent, let's I mean. Let's go it's with not that. And well, once you guys all look at it, we all got about ten minutes left anyhow. If you guys are good with this, we'll go with this, and then yeah. yeah I've been paying attention, so I, I approve. You've um, got the Vesk thumb up. Power core systems. Why is one of my numbers in red? I've got a power core. I got like the. I'm ninety one sixty seven one seventy five. Oh, sorry. I went to the one. I went to the one. I picked the wrong power cord. Disregard. I I went to one that was even lower, at like one fifty or something. Uh, John's comment that he was paying attention, so didn't need to look and approve. I'm on the other end of that. I've been paying no attention, therefore I approve. That's rebellious. No, it's because actually, it's uh, uh, you guys were actually doing a fine job, like yeah. a couple of weeks ago when we first started this. Yeah, we were almost there, and I just kind of realized we you guys were on there top already. Of it, so yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so I, I, at that point, it wasn't laziness necessarily; it was more yeah. why would I interfere? Yeah. So, using your essential systems only, you need 167. If you have your total PCU cost is 190, I don't know if that really matters because I don't know if you're ever going to be using everything at once. I think you should be okay. Put it this way, it doesn't it doesn't show any red, you know, in anything. So, uh, if we wanted to use that one last point, we could use it on like a, on some sort of lab potentially, like a science lab or an arcane. Yeah, lab. Does that, so that only costs. How about a medical lab? 
Well, uh, the medical lab is the one thing that costs a little bit more. How how far down can we take our uh, computer? Do you think? Um, eighty eighty eight. But right now it gives us what three or two plus threes. Two plus threes. I don't think we need more than that. I mean, that's great, but yeah, you'll have a you'll have an escape pod, you'll have a brig, and then you can do a science lab, either general life or physical. Yeah, I kind of like the science lab idea. Well, which one? There's a general. Or life there's or the arcane lab, which I think is like helps us with like magic items and stuff. I would think. Uh, that's more like crafting. I think general. How about just general? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like a more uh, a research. Like to, to find things out of or medical. Well, no, we don't. We need, need medical. We have. Let me see what the minute. benefits are too. Before we, the science lab gives you a. Pl- you can either get a plus one on life science or physical science. If you're doing a general, a giant general lab gives you a plus one on life science and physical science. A science lab gives you a plus two on life science. A physical science lab gives you a plus two on physical science. So you can either get a plus two, a plus two, or two plus ones, depending on the lab. Meanwhile, a tech workshop or an arcane lab let us make either technology items or magic items, respectively. With the crafting skills. With the, we'd so still need the tools and stuff, yeah. but yeah. And feats, I'm sure. No feats. Sort of. You can craft, you can craft weapons? Yeah. You can really? craft anything you want. Yeah. It doesn't cost any less, but it's good if you decide... It basically, the only difference is, is that when you craft it yourself, there's a slight increase in power and hardness of the weapon, I believe. Um, but the good thing is, like, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you suddenly have 20,000 credits, you can just make a weapon. You don't actually have to, like, go anywhere. You can just make it. Or armor. I mean, I'm I'm willing to go with the general science lab if that's what we want to do. I mean, I don't... Yeah. I like the sound of that because we both have lots of those skills. So, but we don't, and we don't know yeah. what we're going to need it. We're not know if we'll need physical or life science. Yeah, of which I have both, and they're not great. If you guys are okay with that, Tuttle will just move his stuff in there and live in there. Yeah, definitely. No, I love that idea. All right, here's your final ship. Perhaps explore speed ten, maneuverability good, drift one, AC fifteen, TL twelve, sixty five hit points. 160 shields. You have a light particle beam on the forward, the flak thrower in the aft, gyro lasers on the port and starboard, and the light particle beam cannon with a red pulse engine, drift basic, long range, basic long range sensors, crew quarters, luxurious, Mark three defenses, Mark five armor, Mark three do a note computer. A brig, a cargo hold, escape pods, and a science lab general. That is everything. Get a plus three to any two checks, plus two to your computers, plus one to your piloting can hold up to five people, which you are five. And John, uh, one of the main reasons for the turret and front guns being the big ones is, of course, now that we understand the actual like to hit bonuses, I've maxed out ranks and piling, so now I have a plus ten to hit. Oh, so, nice. I, so we can now have more than one gunner. Nice. Welcome to the fight, Rusty. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I want to be able to shout uh, like when, when you hit something, I want to be able to shout good hit! Well, good hit. Oh, that's right. Sir. We're right next I to I expect good other. hit, sir. Oh. Well, all right, that's fine. I, mean, I thought it's a great shot, kid. Don't get cocky. 
That's exactly. what you tell the little boy. What is that from? Star Wars. What is that? Yeah, Have you ever really never heard movie. of that movie? I've never heard of that movie. It's, What's that from? It's this That's obscure seventies yeah. science fiction movie. Yeah, I don't get it. your obscure references. In about twenty years, it's going to be completely obscure because all the they're not going to make anymore. Of course, they're going to make more. It's there's a great old comment actually. It was at a comic convention in the early '90s after like Crisis on Infinite Earths or something came out, and somebody asked at a panel like, "How long are you going to? How many times are you going to do these dumb little like big crossover events?" He said, "Here, let me answer that question very clearly. Every year it works, and then twice more just to make sure." Yeah, but it's starting. Star Wars is starting to fail though. It's making money. That's okay, because you know what? I just heard they're going to make the sequel to Johnny Mnemonic. Oh! Oh, my God. Another Johnny Mnemonic. pushing your Johnny Mnemonic agenda, Steve. It's not happening. Yeah, stop trying to make Fetch happen. All right. Hey, everyone. Steve here. So, one little secret. That was actually two episodes combined. We started some of the starship building in one episode and then finished it in another. And I decided just to combine it all together so you can get an idea. So if it sounds a little weird at the end that they didn't know what they were just talking about like five minutes before, that's the reason why. Because this was actually several weeks later. So I just combined it all to give you an idea of what it's like to build a starship. Anyhow, hopefully you guys found that interesting. You understood everything. Um, you can see kind of how we built out the ship. And, you know, it was an experience for all of us because we learned a lot about how ships work so one thing i wanted to mention is that in the adventure paths they never explained like how starships work there's no like you don't really spend money for them you just sort of get a tier and then you build one in the new adventure path they actually tell you like when you should go from a tier one to a tier two to a tier three but in this one in dead suns they don't say anything you just got to figure it out on your own so i figured you know these guys were going to start getting uh outclassed and outgunned really quickly so I just made it that voila they're just going to start getting a ship upgrades automatically because otherwise well they never tell you how to do it and it really took them a year to sort of get an idea of how to do that and again that tool I mentioned jamesturneronline.net it's a website it's free and it's really well done if you know of others let me know I look for a few there's a whole bunch of like spreadsheets out there and excel and that are more up to date but I like this one because it was simple easy really clean and you know well free so as for my GMPC tip, I kind of want to talk about and sort of review what we've done so far, because this is kind of a weird adventure. They were all ready to go into this base and, you know, see these cultists and attack them. And they were doing things like disguising and getting ready to go in. And then they get there and there's nothing there. There's nothing to do. There's like, obviously, whatever happened is gone. Now, I actually don't really love this adventuring. And before I ran it, I was talking to some other GMs. And a lot of people really didn't like the way this was written because they felt that it was kind of silly. And at first, I thought, nah, they don't know what they're talking about. But in retrospect, and after running it, I kind of sort of agree with them. It's not a knock on the adventure in any way, shape, or form. It's just sort of like, you know, as an adventurer, you expect to well adventure and then you show up and you're ready to like go through and have this big adventure and whatever happened the party is already gone it everyone came and went and becomes like a murder mystery so the issue i kind of had with this and the way it was written is that there were some really cool traps 
but they were easily or semi-easy to um, disarm, and then the monster encounters weren't really that deadly. So it's sort of, you know, if I was running this for any other time, and I said this last week, I probably would have ran this in like an hour or two at most. I would have kind of just hand-waved it and had them come in and like just look through everything. And, you know, in retrospect, if you're going to be doing this yourself or if you haven't run this yet, I would almost take out the encounters and the combat just to speed it along, and I would add more traps. Now, there's an actual reason why the traps didn't go off or why the... Uh, why the corpse fleet was able to go through this a bit of a spoiler the traps were sort of set to work with living creatures and the corpse core or the corpse core the corpse fleet they well they're undead and a lot of these traps didn't quite work on them so that's kind of cool and was actually written in there really well i would have amped that up and this is an example of like, okay, if you're going to run a dungeon with no monsters, you need something else in there. You need some other challenge. And sort of throwing a trap here or some low-level monsters there, it sort of doesn't add up. It doesn't really equal the sum of its parts. And I prefer to kind of go all in, either like have some mutated monster or have something that was, I don't know, sleeping in the walls. And all of a sudden they blew a hole in the wall and this thing is crazy crawling out and is now attacking the PCs that was always there all along or make the traps really really deadly and you know you got to be very careful with deadly traps though because some people feel that they're completely unfair um, but you know basically instead of having lots of little encounters that don't add up to anything I prefer to have several big memorable encounters not a ton like one or two or just fill the whole place with traps galore and just make it a nightmare because that's going to be something memorable but right now it was a base they went into there was nothing there. They sort of found out some information. They got some gear that's all broken. I mean, they can repair it. And that's it. That, that's all they got. So, yeah. Again, I'm not knocking the adventure in any way, shape, or form. I'm just telling you, look, if you're going to do an adventure, this is how you should do it. If you're running this, this is my opinion of how you should change it. As you can see, I changed it a little. I made that fight with the security robots way more interesting. I threw in the Violisk, so I made it sort of a, you know, more complex encounter. Because I felt like, at that point, they were just sort of spinning their wheels and I can sense that some people were getting a little annoyed in my guys I know how these guys play and they were really really ready to go into this and then all of a sudden it was like wow there's nothing here now what so again it's just something you learn from experience but be very careful if you're ever running or you know writing a dungeon where nothing is there you gotta make it interesting and without conflict there is no story especially in Pathfinder a Dungeons and Dragons because all story is conflict and the conflict in this was kind of minimal so it really should have just been like eh they come in they find the information they get some gear and they leave that being said I will say the adventure on the asteroid was really well done and that was excellent and I will also say that the part after this is really fun and that's the part i've been really looking forward to and i know other people who have run this adventure are also looking forward to it and best of all i have the author of the adventure play some of her npcs that she really loves and it is awesome look for that in a week or two as for show notes 
Do look out for a new podcast every Tuesday. Do subscribe to us on iTunes and Android. Any reviews you got, I'd love to see. Also, do check out our new review of Alien Archive 2. That's right, it's up on the site, written by our very own Jason McDonald. Also, don't forget, there's a new Talking Combat every Thursday by Mr. Jason McDonald. And do join the Discord channel if you just want to chat or talk about Starfinder or Pathfinder or anything, really. We have tons of games. We just started our 30th game. I don't even know. We have so many tables, I can't even keep track of them anymore. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. Also, do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Check out our Reddit channel. Check out our Patreon. And I have something coming up. I have two things coming up. That's right. Signal of Screams is coming out in a few weeks. And I wrote a very cool monster. I'm going to go through the monster when it's reviewed and tell you about how I created it and how it was edited and go through the whole process of what and how I made the monster. And then something else might be coming up. What it could be, I don't know. But something, something very cool, something Starfinder related will be coming very soon, only at Roll for Combat and nowhere else. So do look for that in the near future. What could it be? Well, you'll just have to keep listening to find out. Anyhow, with that, I will talk to you and see you guys next week. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember it's all fun and games until the healer runs out of spells. <laughs>